Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates, Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. Heggy, they've already won awards and now they've got Another lager. I know. They've got a new bloody flavour down there at Eeps Normal HQ. Not only have I tried one, I've dropped one and it's still frothed up like a like a alcoholic beer. So <laughs> that's how realistic this stuff is. Get into it. Mate, we uh, we had a few. They actually saved me in, uh, in Brisbane last week during our live show. Reverse the drunkenness process. That's the one. You just need something to fucking plug the hole as all the as all the Beers and whiskies are coming in. You go, get, chuck us a few heaps normals. Yeah. Saved my life. Stem the tide. Mm. Well, that's the thing. So many people just abstain completely and they'll drink heaps normal. Nah. Fantastic. It's no substitute. Do what you will. It's a thumb in the dike. <laughs> <laughs> get it in you. Heapsnormal.com. Use duty free at checkout. Thanks to everyone. By the way, I don't know if you saw Heggy on the socials. We had a listener. I won't say their name so they don't get in trouble. I don't know if you can, though. It's not, if you should get in trouble, it's not alcoholic, but he was flying a plane while drinking one. Yeah, I saw that. Heaps normal on the windowsill. Pretty good. Bang. Get it in you. <laughs> FAA approved, I'll say. Asterix, not approved. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Fresh off a live gig in Brisbane. Mmm. Shine on. Still sweating. It was fucking hot up there and it's fucking hot down here. Yeah, steaming. Steaming in Brisbane. I'm, I'm, at, the, I'm at the GC now. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I'm all right. Man, you've, you've spent more time in the GC than at home, I reckon, the last two months. Yeah, I have. Well, kind of is home. Just go. But yeah. <laughs> I always spiritual feel like home. I'm home as soon as I get here and my shorts turn white. <laughs> And shirt and shoes yeah. and socks and sunnies. Um, yeah, pretty good. Steaming hot here, been in swimming, hanging out, doing some gigs this week. All good. Well, quickly, I should just ask, are you swimming in the um, – your Zoom background each week is always someplace grim, but this one looks nice. There's a nice pool there. Oh, yeah. It does look quite gaudy. Yes. The the place behind you. Well, it's this this place, not even that far away from here. It's in Helensvale, oh. QLD. A uh, bit of a Gold Coast personality. It's his house. <laughs> oh, well, I've already, we've already spoken about Tosti. It can't be Tosti. No, Tosti doesn't live in a place like this. This is this is a big one. This is a doozy, is it? You know this guy. There's a bloke you know. How big? How big are we talking? Physically, he's pretty big, but uh, also just, you know, big. He might have come into money. Well, obviously, I can see the picture of the house. From an entrepreneurial family business. Oh, man. I've got no idea. It's a fucking candy man, Travis Banyan. Oh, I, oh, of course, Smoke Mart. Was it Smoke Mart? Yeah, Some something smoke like that. joint. Yeah. <laughs> the candy <laughs> man. It's a candy man's house. All his neighbours have moved out. They're sick of the partying. They've all <laughs> sold up their mansions for, he probably bought them. Oh. Just partied them down, partied the price down and bought them. I don't know. That is class. What is that on that outside? Is that a large outdoor painting? Is that like a mural outside? Uh, yeah, there's a big what mural outside there. Yeah. Beautiful. What a man of fine taste. Oh, yeah. The candy man. You can buy taste at the Gold Coast. 
<laughs> and he did. My favourite one. I still remember there's a lot of great places on the Gold Coast. My favourite one, the, the first day ever on Triple M Brisbane 2019, yeah. Gold Coast Bulletin. That took you to uh, Hooters? Fam- no. <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, it was a family on the Gold Coast who tried to recreate Disneyland at their house, Sick. pumped all this dosh into it and it failed. It got foreclosed Did it on. really? Mm. So they, <laughs> a mortgagee <laughs> uh, sale yeah. on a shit Disneyland. <laughs> oh, yeah. Liquidators start circling as soon as you hear a story like that. Yeah. That's mini Disneyland. Just remember, just because he pulled it off in Field of Dreams, not everyone can, you know. Just because you build it, they may not come, all right? Yeah. Um, First full week this week back for schools and everything, I think. Oh, yeah. Of course, last week we had Australia Day in the middle of the week and uh, I had a day Mate, I've said it once and... I've said it once and I'll say it again. Always was, always will be my mum's birthday. So yeah, can't change that. Good luck changing that. Hard to change that date. Well, I've good luck changing this policy too. Whenever I get a day off, generally I'll fire up the barbecue and I, I did on Australia Day, but nothing to do with celebrating or anything. I just did. But I could, I could. As soon as the neighbours all smelt the charcoal, I could feel their judgment. Windows were getting slammed <laughs> shut. There's some really loud sighs, Ooh, stuff like that. So yeah, maybe. What happens to if your oven's broken, well, you can't have a barbecue. What's the? I don't know. I understand. Don't celebrate. I wasn't celebrating. Of course, be surely a barbie. Just cook it. Just eating. How's this for sad? I had a steak at the Caxton Hotel by myself. Mm. Ordered toppers, salt and pepper calamari on top of the porterhouse. Yep. Came on the side. That's disappointing. I had a reef and beef on Sunday at an Indian restaurant, <laughs> and the uh, garlic prawns <laughs> came on top of the steak like they should. <laughs> Mate, well, when we're in uh, when we're in Brizzy for the live show this last Saturday, and thanks to everyone that came out, packed out a good chat. I was just listening back to the episode, Heggy, mainly because I was pretty blind. We'd had a big day on the uh, on the beers. Yeah, I hadn't really. I'd been at my show and stuff, but yeah, it was uh, afterwards things kicked on. What I'm excited for is I get to hear it again for the first time. I oh, like okay. that. <laughs> I hope it's all oh, right. Fuck, it was that a sounded bit, fun. A bit all over the joint, I thought. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll find out next week. Well, I will. Um, but again, thanks to everyone that came out to the live shows at Good Chat. We've got another live show we can announce now, Mr. Oh, yeah. Heggie. Yep. Coming right up, Sydney. And, well, we've announced Sydney, haven't we? That's on. No. No, we haven't. Oh, shit. Our Patreon members found out about it last week and now everyone right now is hearing about it. March 5th, Potts Point Hotel. Yeah. one thirty p.m. Afternoon. Early afternoon. Early Arvo. Best time. Get it done, then we Great can it's Mardi Gras weekend. Let's fucking get amongst it. Yeah. Have a blinder. Yeah. Get down on the mid-float brawl. <laughs> <laughs> How big does this have to be for us to get a Mardi Gras float? A float? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anyone's given us a float. Some of the things you've said. I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell you the um the thing that did upset me, though, Heggy, on Saturday before our, all the shows that we did were a part of the Little Dum Dum Club podcast live shows and we did stand up there. Then you had your show at the Powerhouse and it was all bloody happening and you invited me to a high school mate's restaurant, a beautiful restaurant. Oh, yeah. For a steak. Mm-hmm. And this is how good the restaurant was. Couldn't get toppers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good luck to that business in Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got airs about themselves, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think they're better than the rest of us not having toppers. No 4X gold on tap. No. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate, we better kick on. Let's get in. Should we do it? All right, mate. This week, if you can cast your mind back, we're looking at February February 17, (laughs) 2005. (laughs) February. Uh, Abu Dhabi. February is Heathrow. fucking great. F E B R E E. Yeah. February. <laughs> that's why it's it, that's a hate. That's another H <laughs> to me. February. By the way, I sent you a clip, your sketch series that you do with Cam Knight, Bottle Oats, fucking great. I sent the one with H in it to my radio co host, Fifi and Fev. Yep. Two people, uh one, Fifi Box, obviously, triple school captain. Um Oh. Obviously says H, right? And uh, you'd maybe be surprised to know this, Heggy, but former <laughs> AFL footballer from Noble Park, 
Uh, sorry, Nary Warren. Brendan Favola says H. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he, he sent me back an audio message saying, it's H. <laughs> it's he from Nary Warren, like Corey Worthington. Oh, is that Corey Worthington stomping ground? Oh, is it ever? That's the only Nary Warren resident I know of. Maybe Corey. that's why you've never heard from Corey again because Fev just, yeah. you know, just did so much of a better <laughs> job in the larrikin stakes. Um, I have a question. What the mm. fuck is a triple school captain? This well, you could repeat for two years. <laughs> that would be great, a school captain that's just a dead shit and has to do year 12 again. <laughs> no, there was a, a Nary Warren. At her school, there was a middle school as well. Almost like America. Oh. So she was primary school, middle school, high school captain. Some sort of Montessori thing where they're all captains. <laughs> no, no, no. She hates that shit. Actual school. <laughs> Although it does sound fun. I'm look. You read about all these different schools, Montessori and what's the other? Um, Steiner. Steinway. Steiner. Steiner. That one. Scott Steiner. Um, Rudolph. <laughs> he, uh, the Steiner school where it's like, ah, just pick what you want to do. Yeah. That's probably it. Nice way to learn. You're fucked for the real world, but I mean in the 13 years that you're there, what a time. I oh, kind of a nice childhood, but then, yeah, yeah you're fucked. Um, big bad world out there. But anyway, this this being February 2005, it wasn't long before this incident that the uh, Boxing Day to Tsunami of 2004 <laughs> was happening. When, you know, most of us in the first world, we'd enjoyed a morning of fighting over discount undies at David Jones before heading home to watch Australia flog Pakistan in the cricket. But uh, alas, a wall of water was heading for Southeast Asian coastal communities, wiping out 227,000 people Oof. and as many small businesses in the process. Jesus, sorry, hold on one sec. That's a, that's a lot. Like a rainbow fading in the twinkling of an eye. Gone too soon. I always hear the fact, though, that, that no dead animals, which I still, everyone said, yeah, the animals knew what was going on. They went up, you know, they went up into the mountains. Uh, but I find it I find it hard to believe. I've been to Thailand. I've seen a few fucking dogs with two legs getting around yeah. going, there's no way that dog got away from the tsunami. Yeah, as far as the animals that can be eaten go, I've never seen an alive animal in a coastal area <laughs> in a poor country. They're all, they've all been on the chopping block. <laughs> well before you see them. So <laughs> they didn't survive that. Um, in the wake of disaster, though, uh, there always emerge heroes. And uh, one such hero is Englishman Colonel Peter Roberts, cultural and defence attaché to Thailand. I love attaché. Oh, attaché is good. Sounds like Les Patterson. Um <laughs> He's not the only Colonel Roberts on the internet, obviously. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Be it was, yeah, fucking common name. Hard to get around this. Um, Lieutenant Smith. Yeah. There's one who was siphoning taxpayer dollars to the tune of 44,000 pounds, about 80 grand AUD, to keep two of his kids in a, at an elite boarding school. So some loophole shit he never thought he'd get caught for, were it not for a neighbour dobbing him in. Oh, Fucking yeah. curtain twitcher. Oh, the, he crunched the numbers. <laughs> this so there's is no nothing. way a man in the forces can be the same school as my kid's school. Got him. But, you know, an elite boarding school in the UK, there's a good chance those kids have grown up to do the exact same thing in whatever profession they've chosen. Just fucking Stealing shit. siphon money out yeah. through a loophole. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it pays to be nice to neighbours though, doesn't it? Like especially if you're a fucking grub, they won't call the pigs on you. <laughs> But just, you know, if you take one thing out of this, be cool to your neighbours, even if you hate them. Be cool. Don't want to be on a current affair and you don't want to be caught doing some shit. You've got, you've got to really piss the neighbour off, though, for them to make a call and, you know, just say, to I reckon. court marshaled. I reckon <laughs> this bloke is taking cash from the government. <laughs> There's no way he can afford this school. Oh, man. It's a big call because if you get that wrong, that's a fucking awkward street party. Oh, for sure, but yeah, I, yeah, I think he he got well. You caught wind of it. And you, you'd have to be sure, and he was, and he was right. Um, our Roberts, though, he's a he's a diplomat from Passfield in Hampshire, 
And um, sounds. I nice. lived in Hampshire for a little while. Oh yeah. There are a lot of Roberts there. Um, what did you do in Hampshire? Oh, I was working in a, I was working in this big house, uh, like a like a big, you know, manor sort of thing, looking after rich people who came down for their weekend, who were working for John Lewis Partnership, like the big wigs. Yeah. And I just sort of cleaned the house, help cook meals, you know, clean the rooms, take them tea in the morning, that sort of thing. Wow. And then after that, I worked in a pub, like a little village pub. And I played some cricket. Is this the pub with the chef? Yeah, man. Yeah, great. The ex-copper. Yeah. So, great bloke. Real funny. The steak? Yeah. Want the steak well done? Yeah. That's him. <laughs> what did he send out? His boot? Oh, he made me take my boot off. <laughs> steak got sent back twice. Third time. Made me take my boot off. He put some salad around it and left it on the plate, left it on the table. I'm the fuck off. <laughs> I had one shoe for the rest of the night. <laughs> Worth it. Worth oh, it. totally. Yeah, among other pranks, but um, yeah, it's Passfields. It's a nothing town with a village hall and a general store. Just the way rich aristocrats like it, easy to keep them. But at least in those old English town, I think old English towns and the, you know, the 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 South and the Midwest in America, they can have general stores. Yeah, like there's one near my house. It's like a new general store, uh, which I don't yuck. Fucking hell. They're just ripping me off for eggs. I know what the new ones are. They've still got that, that spaghetti western font, don't they? General store. <laughs> yeah. And they've got a, like a wall of, of cans of tomato behind yeah. the counter. Yeah. Like a huge, too many. Heaps. For some reason, you go, where's the, where's the bread? And they point over and it's on a fucking haystack with just some, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this it's is going to be 10. <laughs> this is going to be 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Bottles of Powerade buried in the hay. <laughs> Yeah, yuck. Um, I do like those places though. When a fucking when a Coke or a Red Bull rep has somehow talked his way in and really just fucked up the whole vibe of the the oh, joint. That's all. Yeah. It's all these eco friendly products and just a big M fridge. Fuck yeah, they need. They all need a fridge. <laughs> business is business. Everyone wants a free fridge. No such thing. Massive fucking Coke sign across the top. Can't take it off. Yeah, it's never a ye oldie fridge. No. You know, a couple of ice blocks and a fan on it. Looking like a fucking jukebox. Even those <laughs> got Coke written on them. Yeah. Don't worry. You see a red fridge, you know it's a Coke fridge. <laughs> Someone's ripped the Coke sign off. It's still a Coke fridge. Like an old cab. You can tell by the handles. <laughs> yeah, but the um, oh, old cabs stand out like balls. Yeah. That orange doesn't exist elsewhere. <laughs> like you cannot find that orange you could ask anyone to paint your car that orange. They won't get it right. That's New South Wales. Victoria, it's a yellow. It's a type of yellow. Again, you just – and you know because it's the only liquor paint it's ever had and that was – for someone else to own it, that mean that that car has travelled over a million kilometres, Oh, you know. Yeah. Once it's been clocked twice and done like two <laughs> two million one hundred thousand, you can sell it for 100 – like this car's only got 100,000. Yeah, nah, that's orange, dickhead. I know what you've done. Ferris Buell at it, haven't you, you fucker? Um, anyway, it's easy to keep the riffraff out of those towns. The pub, right, the Passfield Oak, that's Beautiful. shut. Oh, the, uh, that's one way to keep them fox, out. Oh, fox hunting locals <laughs> probably got it shut down. A few miles away, there's a snooker club. What a f- – have you ever played <laughs> snooker? Is that is that big pool? Full size. Yeah, yeah. massive. The big one. Man, you know I'm five ten and a half internet. Mm. So it's too big for me. It's like a <laughs> oh, nearly every shot you're using the bloody spider. That stupid stick. That if I owned a pool table, I would snap across my knee and throw out first day. And nah, sorry, no one's using that. I don't care if you got my one rules. arm. I don't care if you're fucking left-handed and there's a pile on in the way. That's house rules. One stick. You're not a fan. No spider. No. On the regular size pool table. I feel the same way. I mean, I fucking hate golf, but you know when they used to have those putters that go up to your chin? Oh, yeah. Are they allowed to do that still or is that know. off? Man, this yeah. may surprise you. Don't watch golf. <laughs> this may be a shock. I mean, <laughs> like that I've watches UFC and American golf. football, yeah. not a fan of golf. Even I know that they had those putters that went up to the chin. Yeah. And I've never seen golf voluntarily <laughs> ever. Um, 
Yeah, I've played snooker. There's fucking three hours I'm not getting back. Game takes ages, man. <laughs> really? Fucking nightmare. Is that the, oh. it's just too like red and yellow? No. St- still numbers that's on dickhead it? dickhead pool at the pub for piss yeah. people who can't, you know, <laughs> differentiate. <laughs> Stripes. <laughs> one to seven and, and nine to 15. Um, no, it's the one with all the different colours, like pink, brown, black. That's and then right. And a bunch of reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a yellow too- and a blue and a green yeah. maybe. Very fun. Oh, odd. terrible game. Takes forever. If yeah. you don't know what you're doing, and let's face it, none of us do. <laughs> um, anyway, that's pretty much it for Passfield Entertainment. You want to go out, you got to drink drive. No option. Man, if it wasn't for you putting a shoe on a plate, me hating golf, that we would have covered that town in three sentences. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing there. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Um, Quaint. Anyway, no notable alumni from Passfield. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> unsurprised today. Unless you died running a pub or you're great at snooker, there's no chance to be notable. There's nothing else going on. Well, you can grow up, get out and do something. As uh, neighbouring Lip Hook, which, in, which includes Passfield in its census, that's how small wow. Passfield is, um, is included. That Lip Hook is home to none other than Kenneth Wood, inventor of the Kenwood Mixer. Oh. So classic bit of household machinery. Every home should have one. Fuck yeah. You got one? A Kenwood? Mm. No. No, oh, get one. You won't look back. Should have it forever. Bloody good bit of kit. Um. Anyway, obviously I got sidetracked and started reading about Hampshire's unsolved murders <laughs> over the years. Um, <laughs> Man, you're, you're just one tab away. Oh, from, Look at this beautiful place. Fuck, I wonder who got murdered there. Yeah. Let's have a squeeze. I mean, if I know anything from English television, the more picturesque, the more violent. <laughs> um, the language these days for unsolved murders, I think it's holding the filth back from getting help from the public, which, as we know, is the only way crimes do get solved. Um, everything now has to be nice and inclusive. But, but, uh, by the way, with the unsolved murders, they're, you know, they're finding Tour de France cyclists from fucking 50 years ago with something weird in their blood. Mm. Yet, you know, they could have an axe and a body and fingerprints and an eyewitness and they're not figuring yep. that out. Go figure. It's almost <laughs> as if you don't need any form of qualifications to become a cop. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Six weeks from I want to be a cop, mum, you're a fucking cop. Um, By the way, we got it. We got an email from a cop. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm you saw it? this. <laughs> no, I saw, yeah, I saw one on the Patreon. On Patreon, when yeah. I was, when I was dealing out pencils, there's a uh, there's a cop. Cheers, Dan. <laughs> I don't want to say where he's from, but he's at the social club there at the station loves it. They're listening in, <laughs> listening in bulk on one Patreon subscription. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, <laughs> fuck them. But I do. Lo- thank you. I do love his wrap up though. In the message, taxpayer dollars going back to the taxpayer to be paid in tax then to be spent on COVID rat tests. <laughs> Thanks for the filth. Love from the filth. <laughs> kiss up, <Yeah>. kiss <laughs> Self-hating filth. Um, how, how fucking ballsy. I, I wish you had one of those jobs in TV where you got to type out the um, teletext. What are they like tele, teletext just because oh. you'd know it's like police commissioner and you'd just have filth in brackets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we sent a couple of porkies down to the scene of the crime. Yeah, whatever. Um, there's one. There was one sort of uh, unsolved murder that piqued my interest just from the language. It, it was about a 36 year old antiques dealer in the oh, area dear. called. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow, called Ricky. That's like who, a oh a 20 year old stamp collector. Yeah, man. What are you doing, cunt? That's for the twilight years. He wanted to be a millionaire by 40. That was his ambition. Didn't happen. But he ended up dead. That'd be a US cop show. Totally. He wanted to be a millionaire, but he ended up dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A bus went past his shop right at 5.15 p.m. and someone on it, like a passenger, saw Ricky arguing with, and I quote, a bald, fat man. Well, (laughs) You've narrowed it down. Yeah, they, oh. <laughs> England, Scotland, Wales. Yeah. 
Someone could have come over from Ireland. Even that, I reckon now, the public would be so outraged <laughs> by the use of those adjectives, unless it's a politician being talked about. They'd refuse to help now. Yeah. Unless they discover that there was actually a £100,000 reward for info. It's about 190 k AUD. Um, you nearly fucking turn yourself in for that. <laughs> it's good value. <laughs> A lot of money. Buy a house. Um, anyway, our Peter Roberts, right? He's also an MBE, which is a lightweight title and equivalent to the Order of Australia that you'll be kneeling down for in 20 years for services to the broadcasting industry. Um, outdated as it is, but there it is. Um, Colonel, Colonel Roberts, he'd spent several weeks identifying victims of the tsunami in Thailand. He must have known a lot of people and had a fucking excellent memory. Um, I think that'd be hard as yeah. a job. As it turns out, quite stressful too. And in anyone's language, probably deeply upsetting, which is why Peter was prescribed Seroxat, an antidepressant. Well, so, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that drug correctly. but I, You know what? Almost like the film Minority Report, I'm, I'm starting to figure out this crime ahead of time. Oh, you're I'm, on it. Um, <laughs> Well, the, ball, the ball's it, but... rolled down the chute, and I have a look yeah. and go, antidepressant, here we go. <laughs> Next one's rolled down. Sad soldier or whatever. Yeah. I could do this with a fucking shaken up eight ball. This is like, <laughs> they, get the, they get the rookie cop in on this one. Come on, mate. If you well, can't solve this. Oh, they still find a way. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so Roxette was very popular in this era, this 2005, uh, despite being banned for use in children's medicine. It yeah. was um, steeped in controversy for having some very questionable side effects. The flagship, one of which is suicidal tendencies, quite fucking mm. alarming for an antidepressant, <laughs> I would think. Um, you also put on weight and they're really hard to withdraw from. Wow. So let's just hope that Colonel Peter Roberts is no longer on them. Um, either way, though, by February 17, 2005, he'd earned himself a trip back to the UK to brief colleagues as well as some much-deserved R&R. Um, done a bang-up job in the aftermath of the biggest natural disaster in living memory. He had no option but to let his fucking hair down. Yes. So despite being on prescription drug Siroxat, which specifically states that you should not consume any alcohol while taking it, big yellow sticker. I'm, I'm going to get fat anyway. May as well fucking drink. Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> you blow out sober. That's one of the saddest ways. To blow oh, out. Terrible. Might as well fucking double negative your way out of that problem. Um, Peter, he's drunk very heavily on the Bangkok to Abu Dhabi flight. Um, I, I would have thought, like, first step towards curbing depression would be to knock booze on the head. That's how it usually works. Though, so I don't know. But then in Abu Dhabi airport, he's topped up. You don't want a hangover to set in if you've got another long Oof. flight ahead of you. Not in the desert. Might as well drink through. I don't think there's any worse feeling from travel than being hung over and stepping off in Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah, this is oh, this is this is real hot. Yeah. This is sped up this hangover. It's here. Hangovers do not go well with extreme heat. <laughs> no. Terrible, terrible time. And I've done it almost every time. Having said that, you could book yourself a taxi straight to the indoor skiing <laughs> slope <laughs> and just ski your hangover off. I've done that, um, the indoor. I know you have. It's in uh, in Dubai, the indoor ski slopes. Well, man, I didn't get my license till 31, so I've got a few carbon credits. Oh, okay. I can Good fucking burn through, you know what I mean? Do your worst. I was on a pushy for ages. 
I've got a few indoor skis up my belt. Yeah. Before I'm before I'm owing oh, carbon insane. credits. Every time I go for a bike ride, I go and throw a few chip packets in the ocean <laughs> afterwards. That's how it works. Come back even. He's um he's drunk through there, but then he got on the Abu Dhabi Heathrow leg of the journey, at which point he's knocked off several fun sized bottles of wine. Oh no. Beautiful. Love it. He's uh chased that down with three cute three cute little whiskies. <laughs> and then he's turned to port. <laughs> That regime sounds to me like he's about to hit the hay. It's like a jolly good show on the battlefield today, Colonel. Let's have a sniff to report and turn in. Huzzah for the Queen. Not having port and then kicking on. Making me think he could have been left alone. He also uh, could could have been one of the youngest people to ever consume port. Where's the Guinness Book of Records when you need it? It's like your your stamp collector you mentioned earlier. Oh, you joke about that, but I've got I've got some port sippers. Have you ever seen them? Oh. It's like a, it's like a quite a delicate glass thing with a with a glass straw off oh. the side. But it, oh, is that it, what you that drink is? from the bottom? Yeah. Oh wow! It's a port sipper. You've got those. Quite funny for what? <laughs> for entertainment purposes. I don't know. It was for a, for a joke. <laughs> lasted lasted one bottle of port. That joke, and then I smashed them. Um. Anyway. In lieu of calling it a day and hitting the sack, Peter has gone absolutely berserk. Must have been the port. The uh, Siroxat obviously has kicked in also. Enough is enough. Beer, wine, whiskey, whatever. Even Siroxat draws the line at fucking port, doesn't it? What did he drink? Was it beer, wine, whiskey and then port? Beer, wine, whiskey, port. Yeah. Mm. Oof. That is is rough. (laughs) He's Um, tried to run through it all there. He was almost at fucking. He was almost at Sam Booker. He's one of those. I'm going to do the whole top shelf. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's um. He started berating the the kingdom of Thailand. Uh, that's first stop. In a direct quote, Colonel Roberts has said, "Fuck this country. Fuck the king. Fuck Buddha." <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? That's what he's yelled. Then he's uh, then he's moved straight to the backwards facing seats. Um, which are reserved for the crew so he could grope the females who walked past. Jesus. Ugly old word groping, isn't it? Never been a nice groper, has there? No. Yeah. No wink and a bit of charm. You can't. It's still groping. Yeah. It's actually worse than I expected. I thought after he'd yelled that about Buller, I thought we were about to hear. But you better understand English in about five seconds. If you don't, I am going to fuck you up. <laughs> I thought he was going to go the crew in that way. He's kept it physical. Um. Well, yeah. Well, well, he's groping, groping away, and then they end up over Belgian airspace. At which point, five passengers have restrained <laughs> the colonel. Oof. Um. Surely you you lose the fucking MBE or whatever it is. Oh, I don't know. Do you lose an MBE? Did Rolf Harris lose his Australian of the Year or, status? No, you That'd should. Be my benchmark. You should be demoted, like in the within the within the service. Like if five held you down, you lose one of your stripes, you know. Where's the spirit? Oh, okay. You think it should take more? Fucking oath. There's a female bouncer from England who took nine on a recent episode, so. Well, she should be in the Navy SEALs now. Oh, she should get a couple of fucking chevrons <laughs> on her security jacket. Um, so what he's done was he did – this will get him back in the good books with you. He broke through three sets of – uh, plastic handcuffs. Oh, yeah, he's back. Yeah. Don't throw my stripe in the bin just yet. The Jetstar handcuffs. Fucking hell. Yeah, fuck yeah. He, he's, he snapped through them. Probably the army training. He's figured out. <laughs> um, well, maybe one of the, did the job. Maybe one of the chicks thought, it's like, oh, he's groped me. But what she didn't realise is he sneakily grabbed one of her hairpins. Oh, and he's used that to pop out MacGyver style. He slid it into his palm. He knew he was about yeah. to get in trouble. <laughs> You can slit the cable ties with a little hairpin or something, yeah. Um, you probably fashion a fingernail into sharp enough to saw through a cable tie if you put your mind to it. If you back yourself. Um, How though, that that should, like three times, mm. that means he's broken through one and they've put the exact same amount on his wrists again, yeah. expecting that's the definition of insanity. 
Well, it is. People must have thought, oh, they're faulty ones. They're civilians, idiots. Hey, don't think that opening can is going to get past me, mate. <laughs> I did it away from the mic and everything. You can always hear it. Fly through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, in his fourth set of handcuffs, he was, he was totally restrained by that stage, at which point he said, and this is a quote, you're a fucking wanker. You're fucking dead. Do you know who I am? I'm the head of the British government in Thailand and you're treating me like this. Uh, do you know who I am? That's a sinking ship. Yeah. Anyone who says that should be bashed <laughs> on principle. <laughs> what a horrible thing, stupid thing to say. Yeah, um, again, weirdly, all the crook shit he's done so far, but that one makes you go, oh, come on. Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> That's the one that got me. Yeah. Do you know who I am? Sorry, I'm not having that. Yeah. It's no good. I assume someone important based on your fucking haircut and the fact you drank port on a plane. Oh, man, he's mixed grape with grain and <laughs> pain. Um, still, that's fine, but this, no good. Uh, the uh, the plane landed um, at Heathrow and Peter Roberts had his, he ended up having his status as a free man revoked. Status arrested. Um, he spent one night in the clink before being bailed. Not bad. So from what I've observed on A Few Good Men, colonels don't really like being arrested. <laughs> um, they've gone straight on for a, well, a little while later. They've gone, he's gone back to Passfield and shot a few animals and shit. He seems, uh, he seems like the guy, the uh, succulent Chinese meal, like he'd have a lot to say <laughs> as he's been put in the car. Mm. That's not a man that goes away quietly. Well, he does. He's not used to not getting his own way. He's a colonel. In a um, in a jury trial at good old Oldsworth Crown Court in Middlesex, we've been there before yeah. many a time, and we'll be there again. Oof, Peter's lawyer. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you ten million dollars <laughs> if you can guess Peter's lawyer's name. Full name. Full name. It's ten million, man. You're not fucking just getting yeah, a, yeah, um, no. initials or something. No, no, no. But it's gonna be something fucked like James Jameson or something. Or whatever. I'll give you the initials, LCW. I'll give you the first name. <laughs> for It's still 10 million. First name's Look. <laughs> Look? Yep. Oh, mate. I've, no, I, can't, I cannot even. Look, Zulu, <laughs> wanker. Nah, it's Look Chi Wang. Oh, well, I was never going to guess that. Of course. Well, fuck, I was never going to give you 10 million, was I? Um, 10 mil. There's a, I find that that's a tactical move, isn't it? If one of the elements of your guilt involves racism, you hire a lawyer who's not white. Smart. Really transparent to me. Quite gratuitous. Yeah. Um, and testament to how, how dumb juries are, really. Like a Tory-looking, balding fucking scarf wearer couldn't look more like a monarchist. That's ripping the piss. Yeah. Getting a, an Asian lawyer. There's no way there's one in Passfield that he knows. He's... His lawyer mates, they would have, they would be proper fucking eaten graduate, you know, white boys. There's no fucking way. We got the man for you. Anyway, um, Wang said, Colonel Roberts has been found not guilty of this offence because he was not in fact drunk. Um, his behaviour is due to a temporary abnormality of function caused by long-term chronic stress, tsunami-related post-traumatic stress, sleep deprivation, oh. and a combination of the antidepressant Seraxat Seroxat and alcohol. I'm confused now. It just it said drunk at the end. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, he had a lot of alcohol. He wasn't drunk. What? Um, <laughs> Trying to trick me there. Turns out, yeah, Peter was told by his doctor that he could drink in moderation while on Seroxat, which is highly unusual. Fuck yeah. You want that it's in a yellow sticker. You want that in writing? Oh. I mean, if his doctor wasn't some bloke selling muddy beers out of a fucking wheelbarrow <laughs> in tsunami-ravaged Thailand, I reckon he should be hunted down and sued for malpractice. By the way, is that is that the first time um, we've heard a not even a – they've gone a specific disaster in there, he's not guilty because of the tsunami. Yeah. I've never heard that. Well. <laughs> I've heard stress, anxiety, depression. Yeah, but I've, tsunami. You know, I've never heard he didn't he didn't do it. He was at nine eleven. Well, this could, yeah, he can't fuck, be guilty. It's been used. Like this is the old fashioned COVID. Yeah, just, sorry, tsunami. <laughs> I did punch that guy in the face. Tsunami. 
Um, he, uh, not to mention the pharmacy while we're down here for not making it even clearer than they already do that you shouldn't drink alcohol with certain medicines. They should be fucking punished for this. It's not on what what we put Peter through as a society. On those things, you can fu- it. It tells you not to drink before it tells you the active ingredient in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should couldn't. all just be called don't fucking have a beer or ceiling or something. Yeah. Just that way you have to say it as you order it. They actually do say it. Pharmacists actually say that. They go, look at the yellow sticker, fuckhead. This is what it means. Do you understand? You go, yeah, and then that's it. Um, Peter, he's apologised for his actions, which – Again, confuses go. me because there were no actions. Um, yeah, thought it wasn't his fault. He said, my actions, they weren't indicative of his views or regular demeanour, even though he remembered nothing of the whole ordeal. So I don't know how he can say that. <laughs> um, it's like, look, I've done some stuff that's well out of character there, conveniently. Where do you, where do you stand with that? Some say you're, you're less inhibited and you let your true feelings out. You know, get maggot at Christmas, tell your family members you hate them, etc. I've... I don't know. I'm torn because I like to unveil atrocities in other people's <laughs> statements, obviously, but I don't really want it happening to me, <laughs> even though technically it does happen to me a bit here and there already. But at least I'm saying horrible things deliberately. Yeah, I don't think it's one of those things where it's the true. I, I think maybe uh, your feelings behind something may come out, but there's no way the words that you're using at the time are, mm. are spot on, which is – which is why we always recommend sticking to heaps normal. Yeah. Delicious, normal independent, non alcoholic. <laughs> and the word allegedly. That'll that'll do the job. Allegedly, you're a cunt. I've had four heaps normals, and I can say allegedly, <laughs> you're a cunt. Allegedly. I'll tell you what, I'm not looking forward to dementia and people judging me on the stuff I'm going to clearly fucking say. <laughs> like a lot of shit floating around in my head. I, I don't know that I'm going to articulate it very well and get fucking done. I also love that you're living life now, not thinking people are judging you for the horrific shit you say. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a controlled environment and it's alleged. I'm going to forget the word allegedly Oh no! when I'm 80 and just say some shit. I, I'm not, I don't think I really care, but others may have to account for my misdeeds. It's not going to be fun. And I'm not the only one. It's everyone. But, yeah, it's, I don't know, not going to be fun. Anyway. I wonder why. You've got to stop looking after yourself. Get out early. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be gone <laughs> soon, bro. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, um, I wonder why Peter would even apologise. He's, he's done nothing wrong. Like he added that he suffered from depression as well, pre-tsunami mm. depression, uh, which is a different disease, as a result of a Chinook helicopter crash in 1994 in uh, the Mull of Kintyre, killing a lot of his friends. He wasn't there, but a lot of his mates died, oh. Northern Ireland intelligence experts. Um, in this crash, right, 25 passengers and four crew uh, blended into the fog that day in the worst peacetime disaster in RAF history in the Ark. Um, ironically, Well, that fog's breaking Island, up a bit weirdly. Now they're ghosts. Oh, no. The, um, the Northern Ireland intelligence experts thought it was too unsafe to travel by road then as the IRA were out to get them, so they took Chinooks. Wow. I'd take a fucking catapult before a Chinook as a regular vehicle. You're rolling the dice with helicopters, aren't you? Oh, fucking oath. Yeah, what a! I mean, that's that's where his mates all perished, and uh, that song, "The Mull of King Tom." I love that <clears throat> Paul McCartney loves it, but doesn't love it enough to get the Beatles involved. It's no. called on wings. <laughs> it was, it was post Beatles. <laughs> I probably told Paul to fuck off. <laughs> Which uh, that song though was a classic, obviously, but it also spawned the Rodney Rude classic <laughs> parody. I like to go up to prostitutes and sing Lennon McCartney songs. And I sing things like, Oh, Mall of King's Cross, how much is a rude? Oh, Mall of King's 
I did that the other day. One of them spat at me. I want to think only a few decades later, Rodney's protege, Nicholas J. Cody, will be gracing the stages with his own brand of Rodney Rude-esque comedy. Fuck off. You're the one with the instrument and the silly pants making your legs look fat. <laughs> Bouncing around. <laughs> oh, anyway, I do love his different costumes and fucking hell, there's some, there's some classy. Oh man, <laughs> if, he were, if you see, have you seen Half Rude, the one where he's bent? Man, if he was, if he was a like a modern Melbourne alternate comic with the exact same material, he'd be regarded a genius for doing that. Oh really? Oh, you don't think it's fucking. Real good. I don't know. I haven't seen Half Road. Oh, have a go. It's on YouTube. Real funny. Like I, yeah. <laughs> we owe Rodney a lot. I don't want to. I don't disparage Rodney. He's fucking great. Like he's still no, of around, course, still touring. Like what Melbourne? Which Melbourne intellectual comedian do you think you you could put Rodney's words in their mouth and then any of them? Wow. Like they a, get that prostitutes that gobble their knobs. Queens like cops. Oh, not that. <laughs> no, just the the. <laughs> Some of it, I mean, they fucking could. That's, you could do that. Not the, the whole thing. All of us are just doing the same thing in a slightly different style. But uh, you juxtapose Rodney's act with a fucking yeah, wow. well-regarded, you know, clever comic. If that fucking cane, it'll be world famous. Um. Anyway, Pete Roberts, right? He was obviously due to the the deeds of his lawyer. He was deemed not guilty of being oh. drunk on a plane. When he was clear cut, fucking drunk on a plane. Wow! Um, whole thing wasn't his fault, was it? It was the um, antidepressants. Anyone out there now um, that was alive and watched the news when the tsunami did occur? Just keep that in your pocket for later. You know, why'd you cow punch that bloke, champ? Yeah, fuck tsunami. Yeah, I saw it. I lived through a tsunami. Long. Yeah, I lived through nine eleven. COVID I lived through fucking COVID. Yeah, COVID would be the new one. COVID stress. COVID stress. Well, that's that's what it is Jinx. on all the flights now. It's always COVID Ugh. stress. Yeah, but also some other stuff, uh, intangible and alleged stuff. Um, you get charged for something you've clearly done, get acquitted, and then say, like, fucking uh, – it's sort of it's, – it's an amazing sort of time because – he was he was dealing with the stress of the Asian tsunami. So I mean, God can't really realistically remain blameless here, can he? Maybe Buddha in that neck of the woods had something to do with the tsunami. Who knows? Um, what he's done was he's he's applied for costs after this. Oh, greed! Yeah, the judge said, "Look, don't push it, buddy." <laughs> the fucking audacity! Like he's he's done it and he's gotten off, and he said, "I want money too. I'm oh. the victim here." And by victim, as we now know, victim is yeah, Kaching Hood is uh, quite <laughs> profitable. Like you know, it's like he's gone. Oh, you said it yourself. I did nothing wrong. You pay my lawyer. Even the lawyer, like known for their greed, he would have been elbowing whoa, whoa. Peter. <laughs> whoa, 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 so buddy! Shut the fuck up, mate. Yeah, walk away. That's a, a drunken street fight, buddy. We just got to walk away. We've done well here, mate. Pop the fuck down, Pete. Off the air. But again, like the movies have taught me, colonels don't like being told to shut the fuck up, least of all by a civilian who doesn't outrank them. So um, difficult to know for me, I'll wind up in a second, but what Pete's up to now, although I did see on a Bentley's Auction Rooms website a uh, presentation army dress dagger in a Perspex case, which had been presented to Peter Roberts, MBE, Lot 127. Um, unclear how much the price ended up being, but someone in two, 2013 bought it for around the £200 mark. Fuck. $380. So maybe Peter hit hard times. We could have easily gotten that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's having a garage clear out at the behest of the missus. Who knows? I don't like to judge. You know that. But um, <laughs> it did, when I saw that, it did make me wonder what LTG Payroj Nakshati of the CG Army Training Command in Thailand would think of Pete 
just chucking a heartfelt ceremonial gift up on a slightly more secretive version of eBay. So we may never know. That is a weird one to sell that when you're alive. And it's not like it's a fucking brown low metal or something. Yeah. You know, that's a <laughs> it's been given to you. Yeah. By another country for helping out in a disaster. Yeah. And to only get two hundred quid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in two minds as to that because what are you going to do with a ceremonial fucking dagger at your house? Oh. I, I, for one, wouldn't want it, but then I'm not a colonel, so flog it off. 200 quid. It's 200 quid. The problem to me is it's rude. The amount that he got for it is rude. You've got to set the reserve a little bit higher. Yeah, maybe. That's a lot of fucking games of snooker, though. You'd be <laughs> probably Man, I reckon if you, worth of snooker. If you take the dagger in, free, free snooker. <laughs> Break it out of the box and use it. That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. We learn a lot every week, but if you do have a ceremonial dagger, fucking use it. Don't just leave it on the shelf. It's going to go to waste. You're only going to fetch a few hundred quid online. Get out there. Get some stuff for free. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Heggy, you got shows coming up. LukeHeggy.com for all your tour dates. Uh, yeah, for sure. I had one cancelled this week, actually. It just got fucking freedom fought into non-existence, a gig that I had. But um, got a few little ones coming up, a few club gigs and what have you. Tours are starting very soon. Fuck uh, yeah. A new show coming out. And uh, your classic Cody best of will be, I'll be in the same towns at the same time, pretty much. Fucking oath. And uh, as we said last week, we're organising a bunch of other dates at the minute. Obviously, it's a little bit hard. Let's just say COVID. COVID is making it hard to pick some dates to do these live mid-flight brawls. But Melbourne and Brisbane coming up, they are sold out. Thanks for everybody that got tickets for those. Uh, get on our Insta at Midflight Brawl and get on our Patreon if you haven't already. We've got 30-odd episodes of Land Larrikins up there you can get. You get bloody pencils, uh, your bloody pencils, Heggy. You're always fucking shifting oh. units and you write the messages and it's one of my favourite things when the Patreon subscribers receive the pencils and I think the other day you referred to me as shit chin <laughs> from <laughs> love from Luke and shit chin, which <laughs> I'm an urge shit chin. I fucking love it. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, any business class patrons awaiting their pencils, uh, they're probably on their way, but if it's taken more than a week or so after you've signed up, hit me up. I may have fucking missed them somehow. So anyway, thanks thanks to all the patrons for getting on board and, and keeping us going here. Much appreciated. Cop yet next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.